Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start Start saving saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Ditch the clowns on the left. And the jokers on the right. And join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. I follow Dr. Vivek Wadwa on Twitter. And yesterday, I should tell you that Dr. Wadwa is formerly a distinguished fellow at Harvard Law School and Carnegie Mellon University's College of Engineering at Silicon Valley. No longer in those roles. We'll have to find out what he's up to now in just a moment. He's also the author most recently of From Incremental to Exponential. Very bright guy. That's what you need to know for our purposes. And that's why I follow him on Twitter. And yesterday he said the following, quote, This is little more than a PR stunt. If the Biden administration were serious about promoting freedom and democracy, it would do a total boycott of the Olympics rather than let China get away with the genocide of Muslims. The reference, obviously, to the White House announcement that a U.S. diplomatic boycott will exist for the 2022 Winter Games in Beijing. CNN's coverage began this way. The Biden administration will not send an official U.S. delegation to the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing as a statement against China's ongoing genocide and crimes against humanity, according to White House spokesperson Jen Psaki. U.S. athletes will still be allowed to compete in the Olympics, but the administration will not be sending government officials to the games. The same policy applies for the Paralympic Games, which are also taking place in Beijing. You might remember, I'm old enough to remember this well, the last time the U.S. fully boycotted the Olympics, 1980, when President Carter instituted that ban in response to the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan. At that time, more than 60 nations refused to compete in the Moscow-held games. This is Dr. Vivek Wadwa. Dr. Wadwa, thank you for coming back to the program. What are you doing these days since you're no longer in the aforementioned roles at Harvard and Carnegie Mellon? Michael, it's Mr. and I'm trying to save the world. I'm actually working on a bunch of grand projects to cure cancer. I lost my wife to cancer. And right now, my life's goal is to cure cancer. And I've been helping out with a project, uh, working with my colleagues at Harvard Medical in India on a project that could transform the entire cancer care industry. I'd love to talk to you about that sometime. But that's my primary project right now. It touches absolutely every one of us. So on a different day, I want to have that conversation and to learn more. I'm I'm, I'm heartened that someone of your intellect is is applying uh, yourself to that. What, what is it that Michael, caused I lost you- my wife to cancer? And, uh, you know, her, her wish was that I, that no one suffers the way she did. So this is why this has taken over my life. This is why I'm no longer teaching and I'm focused entirely on trying to help others. But again, we'll talk about that again. I know how much we you will. care as well. 
That's why yes, I brought that up. Absolutely. So tell me, tell me what caused you yesterday to say, I want to weigh in on this issue. You know, if you look at what China has done in uh, Xinjiang, I mean, a million uh, uh, people being prosecuted because of their religion. And then if you look at the fact that they just took over Hong Kong, now they've uh, really uh, destroyed democracy in one of the freest uh, countries there was. And then if you look at the aggression in Taiwan, the fact that they're now threatening uh, Taiwan and taking over neighbor's territories and so on, the country has crossed all the bounds. Russia never was as aggressive as China is today. And what are we doing? A slap on the, on, on the wrist over here saying, don't do that. We're not going to come to your party. So much so that after uh, uh, you know, the president announced uh, this, uh, this uh, diplomatic boycott, uh, the, the Global Times simply laughed at him saying, who invited you? That's not precise, but they essentially said, um, you know, they shrugged their shoulders, okay, we'll, we'll get back at you just to make him feel important. But the fact is that this is a joke. I mean, so um, they, you know, do all this evil. And our response is saying that we're not going to come to your party. We're not going to send some diplomats over. Who, who cares about the diplomats? We should be boycotting the Olympics. We should be having trade embargoes. We should be ha- imposing heavy sanctions on China. Uh, because what we're doing is that we're by going to, by even having our, our athletes go to the Olympics, we're endorsing their cruelty, the reign of terror that they're imposing. You know that the White House response was to say, well, it wouldn't be fair to the athletes because they've been training for years. And why all of a sudden should they be punished? Well, so you've got 20 or 30 people who won't get to win some awards when you have a million people who who, um, who are being prosecuted, hundreds of thousands who are uh, being tortured in jails. So how do we I mean uh, America is all about humanitarianism, about the promotion of democracy, ethics and values. So we're going to sell out our com- our country's soul for the uh, egos of 20 or 30 or 50 athletes. I mean, how does this make sense? How about the fact that much of the conditions in Xinjiang, the region that you reference, are responsible for the production of so many goods that Americans are dependent, are reliant upon. Do you think that's a factor in this? I'm sure it is. It's all about commerce. It's all about uh, big companies lobbying and giving uh, uh, donations to uh, you know, our political leaders. That's what it always comes down to. However, it doesn't make it right. The fact is that we should be now finding a way of getting these companies out of Xinjiang, of, uh, of boycotting any good that's produced in an area where, the, where you have slave labor, because it is slave labor. So we should really stick to our values and our morals and provide true leadership in the world. I've been very disappointed with President Biden because I thought that he would at least, you know, have a higher set of ideals over here, but, but, he, but he hasn't. In fact, I, I suspect President Trump would have been taking stronger action than he's taken. Do you think that given that you're disappointed in the action, it, it, it's a it's a I don't be offended, but it's a half assed kind of a, a remedy. Would the United States have been better off not then implementing this diplomatic ban, but rather doing nothing? Would you have rather the, the zero route? Well, this is a good publicity stunt. It you know, right. makes uh, let's uh, our politicians say that they did something. So let's America save face. So I'd rather have the country save face at least. But it's not enough. This is why I don't normally tweet about uh, you know politics. I try to stay out of it. This is why I tweeted the way I did yesterday. I think that that many of us are just insufficiently knowledgeable about the human rights violations of which you speak, and that for many Americans they'd be sorrowful to hear about slave labor, but they still want their iPhones. 
Yeah, uh, the iPhones, uh, because of a lot of pressure on Apple, they, the, you know, the company that they use, Foxconn, doesn't use slave labor. But a lot of the clothing that we wear is made by slave labor. The cotton is uh, produced in Xinjiang, and it's produced by slave labor. Um, what, they, what the Chinese have done is to, because they don't like the religion of the people in Xinjiang, Mus- you know, Muslims, and they're not extreme Muslims by any means, they're moderate, you know, peace-loving Muslims. Because they're trying to convert them over to the Chinese communist way of thinking, They've imprisoned literally hundreds of thousands of people. I mean, one report I read said that more than a million people had been imprisoned because of their religion. And, and then they're forced to work on, on the goods that we wear, on the clothes that we wear. This is wrong. We need to take a stand here. We know it's happening. The Wall Street Journal documented this extensively, as have other publications. We know this is happening. There's no denial of it. The U.S. government has also accused China of committing genocide well, if genocide is being committed, then why a slap on the wrist saying we're not going to send our diplomats over? What do you expect, Vivek? What do you expect other countries will do? Do you think they'll fall in line with the United States? Do you go a step further, maybe do nothing at all? I think they'll do nothing because the United States has done nothing, uh, because they're also terrified about China retaliating against them. So, uh, I mean, Lithuania, Lithuania had the courage to open up a, a Taiwanese embassy, and they're facing sanctions. The European Union is looking at protecting them. So unless the United States takes a strong and bold stand, China will keep rising and it'll become a greater and greater threat to our freedom. I'd like you to listen, if you don't mind, to just a 60 second clip, because yesterday Jen Psaki was asked about exactly the issue that I'm addressing with Vivek Wadwa, the question of whether a diplomatic boycott was enough. Roll the tape. Is a diplomatic boycott enough, given the human rights abuses? Well, let me, let me first say, you, everybody can call it whatever they want to call it. I would just remind you that uh, often when you f- use diplomatic boycott, that phrase, uh, that brings people back to 1980, uh, and we are not. The athletes will be participating. We will be rooting for the athletes from home. I am an Olympics-obsessed person, so I'm looking forward to doing that. But I think this is just an indication that it cannot be business as usual, that not sending a diplomatic delegation sends that message. That does not mean, uh, I think this was your question, just to come back to it, that we are, that is the end of the uh, concerns we will raise about human rights abuses in Xinjiang. We've already taken a number of steps. We've been a leader in the world in leading actions through the G7. We're obviously also working with Congress, uh, but this is just uh, sending a message that given these human rights abuses, we cannot proceed with uh, business as usual. Vivek Wadwa, any reaction to what you heard from the White House spokesperson? That's like saying, I'm not coming to your meeting, but I'll, I'll zoom in. I'll do it virtually. That's what America is doing, making you know, excuses, uh, pretending that they really you know, did something about it. So not enough by any means. Thank you so much for your insight. By the way, on a different day, not only your fight against cancer and the story of having lost your wife, but also one of your other books, The Driver in the Driverless Car. That intrigues me because I'm now in one of those driverless cars of sorts, and I'm wondering, how in the world was this ever permitted to be put on the road? Vivek Wadwa, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Michael, I'm one of your biggest fans, by the way. You're amazing. So thank you. Jeez, thank you for saying that. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, today at the uh, website, smirconish.com, the U.S. should implement a full boycott of the Beijing Olympics. Go and cast a ballot. Agree or disagree. Should we be implementing a full boycott? I, I don't I don't like the boycott that we've implemented. 
To me, it's like all or nothing. I totally agree with him insofar as it's meaningless. It's a slap on the wrist. Well, we did something. It's, it, it either warrants doing that or not. Here's, here's a, a, a poor analogy on my part. I should, I should stop myself before offering it, but I won't. It kind of reminds me of the school shooting case in Michigan insofar as the school's position is this is a very serious situation and this young man needs counseling within 48 hours. You parents must get him counseling within within 48 hours. Oh, but when the parents resist, they let him stay in school. It's like either sufficiently serious that it warrants that measure and also would have warranted calling the police and letting the principal or it's not. That's what I thought when I saw this story. Do we really have a serious infraction on our hands now that that warrants the United States doing something vis-a-vis the Olympics? Then then then, then go and do it. And if not, then don't. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brand Spark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. 